Hey guys, welcome to the BWAMS podcast. My name is Richie Marruf and we're coming to you from Power at the Pass here in El Paso, Texas. The BWAMS podcast is aimed at highlighting the arts, music, and culture here in El Paso and the region. Uh, today's guest, we have El Paso band Soul Parade. They've got a cool indie pop, like rock synth vibe and, uh, you know, with an ever-evolving ever sound. And they're here in the studio. What's up, guys? How you doing? Pretty hey, good. Uh, good to be here. Welcome. And so uh, if you guys can go around and, and introduce yourselves and tell us what, what do you play in the band? Okay. Uh, I'm Josh Gonzalez and I play guitar and I'm the vocalist. I'm Enrique Martinez. I kind of back up vocal and I play the bass. Um, I'm Eduardo Martinez. I do the synthesizers and I kind of do the drums. I don't know. Kind of do the drums. Certain yeah. tracks, you know. Certain <laughs> tracks, certain yeah. situations. Yeah. So, and, and so part of this is, is uh, you know, one thing that I've noticed about you guys is you guys have been in the scene for a while. Mm. You know, in El Paso music scene. Yeah. And, and, you know, um, something that I've seen, I've also been involved in bands and just being kind of tangentially, tangentially related. Sometimes it's hard for bands to stay together. And you guys are kind of like a core that has been together for a while. Yeah, yeah this core has. Yeah, so I would say you're like the core of Soul Parade, you know. And you guys have known each other for a while. I've heard since middle school. Yeah. Yep. So, since like sixth grade, pretty much. So one, I find it really impressive that you guys have been able to do that. Now, I know you guys have had other, other projects since then. But like since pretty much 2012, 2013, you guys have been around this Soul Parade. Yeah, about 2013, I think, was like our first year that we really started off hard and, you know, okay. getting in the scene. And uh, through that time, you guys have kind of had like revolving members as well to add different elements. And that's why, and the, and the reason why I'm giving this context is like when you guys are interested, that's why you play drums sometimes or like different, you guys take on different roles as you need. Yeah. Well, when the band started, it was actually two guitars and then I mm -hmm. bought a synthesizer, which I let the other person use. Uh -huh. Um and we only wrote one song, um, More Electric, okay. what it was called back then. And the only synth that it had was a synth solo. Okay. And that was as close as we got. But then we also did um, Runaway by Del Shannon. Yeah, so he I had love to, that song. He had to do like some crazy stuff there. Then we did a Killers cover too, yeah. um, Smile Like You Mean It, which in that part, Josh had to play the synthesizer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we switch roles a lot here and there, you know. So and it's it very depends. helpful to, to be multi-instrumentalists. So yeah. as the band needs and as people like Shift leave, in and out. So. so right now, like, uh, for example, you guys just recently played Neon Desert. Tell yeah. me about that yeah. experience. Uh, did you guys have people fill in and, and all that? Yeah, we did. You know, I think it was a great experience. We, uh, we like I said, we played it kind of early, but even though it was like early, like we still had a lot of people come out and like we had a bunch of people like come see us and tell us that we did great. And we had people take pictures yeah. with us, too. And they were real happy for us. So, you know, even though it was hot, we, we had a good time and we had a lot of fun there, honestly. That was, was that, my experience, at yeah, least. Definitely. Was that your first time playing the festival? Uh, that was my second time that was there first. Okay. The, the, yeah. Oh, uh, you were in Electric Social? Yes. Right, uh -huh. and that's the group that you played with? Yes. Uh-huh. Cool. Uh -huh. And um, you yes. guys are, are, are really close, because I know part of that group was Christian Yanez, who now plays for the other half. And yes. Uh -huh. Is very involved with the booking at... Lowbrow, uh, Splendid Low Sun. Brown, through Splendid Sun, so... And he's done a, a lot for the music scene in terms of uh, lately bringing... bringing things together Definitely, you know, in terms yeah. of getting yeah. dialogue started of how can venues improve the relationship with bands and uh, all important stuff. Have you guys been part of those dialogues or discussions? We have gone um, at the outpost uh, a few times for mm -hmm. one of uh, for, for their meets. Like and those initial meetings, right? Yeah, and they're, they're very helpful. And yeah, I, I think it's, uh, it's great. It really um, gives out information that some bands may not know. Yeah, yeah, we're usually always, like like I said, we're usually always involved in the sense that we always go check it out and see what's happening, you know, and how the scene's evolving or yeah. what new entities are coming up and really trying to, like, do something for the music scene here. Absolutely. So we're always kind of part of that and checking mm -hmm. that out. Yeah, because, um, I mean, I've seen the scene back in, what, 2007? Yeah, because me and, me and Eduardo were in a band actually, like, years ago when yeah. we were in high school. Ten about years ago. About 2007, I think we were starting a band, and uh, it was one of our first high school bands, and We've seen in the last like couple like ten years, right? It's mm -hmm. Ten years, yeah. Yeah. But the well, scene's changed even more all, now. Even yeah. more now, but the scene has changed dramatically from those ten years. In those ten years, we were still kind of like this indie little rock band because we were like big <laughs> yeah. fans of like the Strokes and the Killers and Vampire Weekend. Mm -hmm. And then everybody there was like playing like screamo, and it was like that emo phase still. Right, I remember a that lot of hardcore phase. bands, and it was just like everywhere. And then now, if you see it, it's kind of like I think there's more of a like an indie rock scene or a more diverse music mm -hmm. scene now. I think. 
Yeah, there's an evolution, and I, I do think that the the city has, and when I say the city, I mean just really like the scene has, I think evolved into a system that is more supportive. Yeah, because I think some of the the heads of that um, are doing less gatekeeping than say in the past. Yeah, and yeah. also. Uh, I think bands are more willing to to work with each other, whereas in the past, I think there's always been a little bit of a cutthroat kind of aspect to, yeah. you know, what does success mean? <laughs> Sometimes it means rolling over people. And I think people are understanding that for us to grow as a scene, we got to stop thinking like that. Yeah. yeah. And it's because like, and I think, yeah, back in the day, there was a lot more niches, like little niche markets, you know, True. where it's like you stuck to your kind of genre and then everybody was like, oh, OK, we well, have to be this one to kind of, you know, you have to be part of us to play, you know? Yeah, and I think a little bit, little by little, we're kind of getting rid of that kind of like aspect of oh, you got to be part of this or you can't yeah. play, you know. And yeah, I can admit that it, I think it was bad for a while, but it's it's getting better every day, and you know, we're becoming more inclusive and more, I think, appreciative appreciative of everybody else's you know music and right. art. I see it as a positive sign. Um, oh, I don't know if you guys had any thoughts on it. Yeah. Well, I to me, it's just I remember back in the day, I wasn't playing with them, but it would just be a bunch of. Uh, Metal bands. Metal of heavy yeah, bands. Hardcore bands. Okay. You know, screamo bands. And yeah, they would uh, pretty much, they'd be like the openers for these bands. I'd be like, okay, well, we're going to have these kids play with them. And then next thing, like, all the, they were pretty nice people, everybody in the metal, yeah, in the hardcore nice, scene. Nice they would, um, they wouldn't be like, oh, that music sucks. They were just, oh, yeah, we like you guys. And then they would do their intense technical style of music. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Perfect way we'd, of describing. We'd be there playing like our pop, like indie rock. Yeah, you know, some like simple strokes. chords. And like they'd be there, like, and then. But then, what was nice about it is that at some point, a lot of these kids who were like in their metal stuff ended up liking some of our songs. I mean, yeah. some of the indie pop that we were doing back then, which was two guitars. We've always had two guitars. Well, before. Yeah, Soul Parade. And we made a lot of friends with those people too. Yeah. And yeah. a lot of those we see today, like Jimmy, you know, like yeah. the guitarist, like, you know, he was awesome and he's still a good friend of ours. And yeah, we made a lot of friends. What was that? I remember one year and it was a very heartwarming, heartwarming moment. Mm-hmm. We went to, um, we're on our way to Austin for ACL and we stopped at a Dairy Queen. Oh, yeah. I remember. Like, you guys are from, so. oh, no, uh, Lucky Tragedy. You guys are from a Lucky Tragedy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. And then my ego on my way to Austin was just like. Yeah. <laughs> like oh. Isn't that the best, though? Yeah. Like, when, when uh, you stumble, like, and it's not a friend, like, because you're going to have friends, like, that was great. I loved it. Yeah. But, like, when that first stranger comes up to you, like, oh, you're that bad. Man. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean. It happens a lot to Enrique and I, but I guess that's because, you know... We stand out. We, you guys do stand out, yeah. You know, the whole twin thing kind of... I guess <laughs> yes. it's a benefit, you know? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I read, like, uh, I went to Brickhouse or Bricktown. I don't know what it's called. And when I went, um, it was me and uh, my girlfriend were eating. Mm. And then um, this random guy just comes up to me. Are you in Soul Parade? <laughs> <laughs> and and then she just like after the guy leaves, she's just like, I bet your ego is like <laughs> super high right now. <laughs> and it was. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool, you know, to get uh, appreciated like that. Yeah, it is. Nice. And uh, you know, if, you know, if, uh, thanks for if you guys are listening right now. Thanks for tuning in. You know, we're with Soul Parade uh, here to talk about their EP, a little bit of their their music and. Um, you know, if you if you've never heard of them before, which I doubt, like if you're listening, you're probably already a fan. But you know, this show kind of is across. So check out their pages. You know, follow them online. Uh, their music is released on on like the major media outlets. You know, Spotify, iTunes, Google Music, and uh, they do have an EP that they're getting ready to put out. By the time you're listening to this, it might already be out. So tell us about this new EP. You guys are, are moving out. Okay, um, um, I'm gonna look at you, Josh. You want me to go first? Well, well where do, where do we? All right, let's, well, let's start with the first well, let's song start, okay. we wrote. Well, yeah. the, well, the okay. name of the EP, let's start with that. The name of the EP is going to be Phantasm Romance. Okay. And for some people that are wondering, oh, like, what does that mean? Uh, Phantasm is like another word for illusion. So mm-hmm. it's like an illusionary romance because a lot of the songs, well, the three songs that we have are kind of about like love and loss and stuff of that okay. nature. And we usually always write about that. So the first song on the EP is going to be called uh, Pick It Up. And whoa, 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 whoa. You don't want that one to be the first one? No, I already, already submitted it. <laughs> what's, what's, the, what's the first one? I, okay, so the first one, and the album order is Change of Heart. Change um, of Heart's one, yeah. Okay. Yours Truly. Yours Truly. And Pick, pick It, it up, up, because last. I think it kind of... It's in the order that we wrote them, actually. Well, so. not only that, but, like, the feeling of... Sounds like there's a story to it. Oh, yeah. With that, yeah, that order. It, they actually intertwine, kind of, you know? Okay. Like, yeah. the whole EP is honestly about... just like if, it, if it's about love and loss... 
it, the story progresses of about kind of like how you feel after like post, you know, uh, loss of like someone like mm-hmm. loss, like breakup or something like Which, that. Which uh, is a place many of us have been with. And I think people connect to your music for that reason. Yeah. Yeah. And like, like I said, the whole EP kind of starts off where it's like, OK, post breakup. And then like right when you're going to the initial stages and then when you're in the middle stages and then when you finally like kind of like get over it, you know, mm-hmm. and pick it up is actually about it. Like when you kind of get over it mm-hmm. and the song's called pick it up because it's kind of like you're picking yourself up off the floor after you've been through all this like BS and everything, you know, I hear that. I was so. going to make a bad joke. Is it a ska song? No. Pick it up. Pick it up. Pick it up. No, I wish. <laughs> Downstream was kind of. I, I, was gonna, I was just thinking about that. So Downstream was your, your release last summer. Yes. And you guys ended up working with uh, Jorge Barajona of Board Film Studios. For yes. video, yes. And uh, that was a cool. It, it was accompanied by a video and, and, and everything. Uh, that was cool. Tell us about that one really quickly. We'll, we'll, we'll put a bookmark on the EP. And okay, bookmark on the EP. Go um, ahead, dude. So Elise Downstream was um, a song written by Enrique. Enrique okay. is always, a, and you know, he likes his reggae stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I, I joke around and tell him, you like your weird music? <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, you know, the culture is kind of like that, but, you know, I'm just messing with the guy. And um, he just came up with some chords. He said, play the style, play it like, at least the drums do it like this. And I'm like, okay. And then um, that I, I think I did the keys for that song too, right? Yeah. Um, for that song, I... I I'm gonna. I hope I don't step on anyone's shoes, but I pretty much said, okay, can we kind of have this progression, this kind of style, this bass line, and do this for the drums, and then how we do every other soul pretty song, just like whatever I don't finish, uh, fill in the blank, guys, go for it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's pretty much like that. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, the music video was um, it's kind of odd because uh, we're saying, guys, we need to release at least a basic concept for a music video, and. Um, at least a music video that I've seen um, kind of inspired it but then I guess Josh took his twist and made it into something legit uh-huh. was um, if you look up what's it called um, that Passion Pit album it was the third album okay. they had um, music videos where it would just show a scene and it would show a person and stuff is going on in the background but one person is just staring at the screen while things are going on and okay. then it's when Josh said well how about we do this and I think Josh actually came up with the idea for the music video I think it was. I'm not sure. No, uh, if you guys are familiar, like, you can check it out for sure on YouTube. But it's you guys are just like kind of on rafts floating around. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. We're like in a that? swimming pool. Okay, I, for, for at like first a, that was wet and wild. You know that. Yeah, that one part, it looks like it, right? But I don't know. we're actually like on floaties, just on a swimming pool, and we just yeah. had the camera focused like on one particular area of the pool. And you guys had to. So look. yeah, so when we would float in, we would kind of like push ourselves into the camera and then just like float around it. That's cool. Yeah, so that very, was, very, pretty uh, good. Very nice concept. I like the way it was executed. Yeah, and uh, hey, thank I, you. I know that you guys worked with uh, Jorge on that one. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. did a good job. Did a good job. Yeah. Awesome, cool. And so that was last year's or the release. We were talking about the, that ska element. And, yes, you know. Uh, which is cool that you guys uh, bring in different elements to to your song. So, yeah. what would you say the sound more for this EP, Phantasm Romance, uh, is derived from? Uh, you know what? And I think just kind of going back, I, we kind of like to always have different sounds for every one of our like EPs and the music we release. You know, it's like every one of our songs I think always has a little bit of a different element to it. Mm-hmm. So the last EP I think was more heavily influenced by, you know, I think because of the fact that Eduardo moved to keys and to synths, mm-hmm. it was a little bit more synth heavy, you know, the the next EP. So if anything, I think you could say it was even a little bit maybe Tame Impala-ish kind no, of inspired. Okay. A lot more synth inspired, uh, a lot more 80s, like, you know, 80s synth music inspired, stuff like the Cars and stuff like that. So okay. Well, the album cover, if you look at it. It's kind of, yeah, it's kind of Cars inspired, but it, we just took like a hint from the 80s, you know, because we were listening to like a lot of Cindy Lauper, the Cars, you know. Stuff like that, at least for me I'm on my uh, And I, I feel it was more for like, for Pick It Up, but then... then for Pick It Up, it was definitely like that, but everything else, we kind of just, I don't know, a, a change of heart, we, uh, that was just a, a weird one. Yeah, yeah I guess we were going to scrap it, remember? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to get rid of it, but they yeah. were like, no, don't get rid of it, it's good. So I was like, all right, fine, keep it. I, I have a cool bass line somewhere in there. <laughs> don't throw <laughs> yeah. it away. Don't throw it away. <laughs> yeah, man, it's, it's always good to uh, put a lot of idea, ideas out there. And How how uh, strict are you guys on, on content? Like, do you guys really do that a lot like just like not this isn't working let's maybe come back to this later or like songs you mean yeah like, songs songwriting it yeah, seems like all you guys have a pretty pretty even role in, in not just the lyrics but also the music elements we're kind of strict we we have scrapped uh so many songs yeah like we we pretty much um back in 2015 we finished a song mm-hmm. and then at the end of it um josh was just like i'm not feeling it 
And you're like, no, come on, come on. But we, eventually we just stopped playing it. What's it called? Um, the timing. Oh, yeah. And then we had another kind of 60s ballad kind of mm, feel okay. going for it. And that one also it got... My idea that we keep scrapping it. <laughs> and keep <laughs> scrapping it. But it's because it's it's a more classical piano, I think. Okay. Okay. And so. we, we also scrapped that one. And then, yeah, we, we do from time to time decide, hey, you know, we'd rather just not really no, not release it at all than something that we feel wasn't a, a better one of our works. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's as a someone putting content out there, you know, I think it's those are those choices we always have to make. And who's to say that you can't revisit them later on and, and de- they develop. They're just not ready for the time being. Well, yeah. with Josh, yeah, they're never going to be ready. <laughs> nah, they're making it seem like, oh, like he's well, the gatekeeper. He's the gatekeeper. Um, there's a song called The Fourth that I'm thinking, yo, dude, um, we could really pull this off now. I feel that the time is now and he's right. like, nah, man, just... Leave it to the past, man. It's over. <laughs> it's over. It's over. It's because I like moving forward with stuff. It's already, if it's been done, it's like, nah, why look back? There's always new music to be put out, new mm-hmm. ideas. Mm-hmm. And then like, if you're kind of go looking back, you're kind of looking back at what influenced you back then. And what's like changing now is that, you know, the scene, the music and the, the trends of what music is nowadays are always changing. Right. So you got to change with it, you know? So mm-hmm. that's why I'm like, let's not look back. Let's just always look forward. Keep it organic and then just with the flow of what you're feeling. Okay, yeah, like yeah. whatever I'm feeling at that moment. It's like, you know, it's right now, you know? So, yeah, it's just how kind of it works, I guess you could say. All right. Yeah, I, I can see that. And, you know, even just uh, like, again, culturally with certain sounds, I know like uh, I, I do think that that a lot of times elements of culture become cyclical, fashion, mm-hmm. music. Um, 80s, those those kind of sounds are, are very much in right now. Yeah, you definitely. Know, and that's, cool but you know who's to say what what sound and, and also just people will like what they like and if you want to have a certain sound it'll go out there yeah definitely um, who'd you guys work with for this ep in terms of recording studio we worked with um david moncayo uh safe house safe, safe house, house, safe house studios okay. yes yeah and it's always amazing to work with that guy um he's really gifted he's really talented um whenever i go to love bus he used to do low raw pretty often but now they do love buzz and he's doing sound i'm like we're gonna sound really good today. By the way, yeah, I mean, I I want to give a uh, big props to Love Buzz. Like they went from that little al- like yeah, the original album spot yeah. that for musicians was sounds vibrating all over the walls. Now I they it. I opened it up yeah. and now they're stage, yeah. And, and with David there, nah, they're, they're it, awesome it, now. It, it just jumped up like definitely a favorite like my favorite venue. Um, it's just. It's just amazing, you know, especially yeah. when they have their emo nights. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah and it's, it's one of the most bombing Wednesday nights in town. Yeah. For sure. Like I go and it's the whole place is packed. <laughs> Got to wait in line forever <laughs> to get a beer. <laughs> it, it, it's, I think it's a, uh, if you're going to be anywhere Wednesday in El Paso, you're going to be at Love Buzz. Yo, if you haven't been, go check it out. Yeah. It's awesome. Love Buzz. And it's I've, really I've linked good. up with some bands at Love Buzz actually. Um, and, and you know, even before, like you're saying, before they even did all that new stuff, like I still enjoyed like the environment. Oh, yes, their oh, patterns yeah. made beautiful. So. Anyway, yeah, we kind of went out tangent there. So you worked with David on this, and yeah. you said you worked with him before. Did he help you with your your single or like the previous EP? Yeah, he actually did. Uh, he actually recorded downstream for us. So the single okay. last year, he recorded it too as well. Okay, cool. And, so and Safe House, where where is that located? Is like he has it open it's out actually too? Downtown, somewhere around here. Um, Near the county courthouse, you mm. know, when you get a ticket, like literally right behind it. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. There you go. Wow, that's a nice spot, you know. There you go, right? Get a ticket, go record. You know? <laughs> Someone's <laughs> down on their look after paying a ticket and they're like, you know what? This is where I'm going to go for it now. They yep. see the studio and time to change my life. There we go. I'm gonna chase that music. Chase that dream. Yeah, there you go. Uh, there's a lot of people who, who I think want to get in the scene and just maybe hold back or, or shy from it. Like, but you guys have been in it for so long. Yeah. Well, what would you tell all those people? Just like the ones that are like trying to get in it and are shy about it or something. Yeah. I don't know, man. It, it's, it's hard to think about like, what would I tell them? Cause I think I've gotten a couple of those questions from other like interviewers and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's always hard to be like, well, what do I tell them? Like it's, it's, Honestly, like if you want to do it, do it, you know, Mm -hmm. like there's nothing really holding you back from it. And if like the music is your calling and you really want to start like jamming out and getting into it, Mm -hmm. just do it, you know, get your band together. Consistent. Yeah. Get your band together, write some original songs, get out there and get in touch with the promoters and just be like, hey, Mm -hmm. yo, you know, we're a band, we're new and we just want to play some good music, you know, and then that's about it. Get it out there and then just keep rocking it. And then eventually you'll get your name out there. You'll get known and you'll just get better and better shows. I think that a lot of the uh, new bands need is a uh, consistency. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Ninety percent of the time, the I see this um, 
And I've with me and my brother, we were in the band called the Twin Keys. <laughs> Two I words. wonder why. Two words. <laughs> I wonder why. Two and um, yeah, we we played a. We started out. They started out the the other band members. We started out strong, and mm-hmm. we had five songs in no time. But then they get used to playing five. They we played a few shows, and then they just got lazy. They just got uninspired, you know. And it's mm-hmm. kind of like a shade, <laughs> shade. <laughs> and truth, truthfully, it, and then they they did um they decided to start like they and quit this project. Then they decided to start another one, only to have the same problem with yeah. consistency. They would only yeah. play um. They played five shows and then that band this band and I think it's all about. Yeah, a, I don't think they play shows, Henry. Well, I think in the end, like yeah. I understand what you're saying, but I think it can happen to anybody, you know. Yeah. And I think the thing is, is that you just need to have a balance because you need to have a balance of like what you're doing and how much time you put into it and like what you're really doing because it's like I was saying like in another interview with you. I think if you kind of go at it too, 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 too hard, like and you're kind of like putting too much stress on everybody, you're gonna self implode. You know, mm-hmm. you gotta kind of. You got to take it easy, but at the same time, you have to have a goal and you got to have a vision and like go for it. Yeah. Because if you go too fast and you like get too hot too fast, you're going to explode. But if you don't do at least enough movement, then you're going to stay so cold that no one even recognizes that, hey, you know, you're actually moving. So you got to have a balance. And I think a lot of like these people, like, you know, you don't have that balance and then it just kind of implodes in your face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's right. I definitely feel that that's something that, and then that I think, did happen. And I think part of the reason why we've been around so long is one, because, you know, we've kind of kept, I think, like a good consistent pace throughout the years. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of keeping us alive. And then B, you know, me and these guys, once again, have been really good friends for a long time. So I really do trust them. And, you know, they're like, you know, that's just, you know, how it works. So it's a key element. Yeah. yeah. And I'm glad you brought that up, uh, you know, bal- finding that balance because I have, I've, I've been in bands before and I've, I've been on both ends mm-hmm. where it's uh, too relaxed and, you know, that, kind of hurts quality sometimes and yeah. just professionalism like for shows and I've also been on their side where like practice three times a week and, and like you know, shows you make this is just like, like three times a day week and, and it just that. oh yeah. my gosh uh, and it kills you you're like man I need time to go eat or go visit so, my mom or something yo, you know I, what I mean I want to take a nap because there's times where like <laughs> yeah. we do have shows and I'm like dude I want to go to bed I'm really tired I don't want to go out and then there's times where like I'm like Yo, dude, I, I really want to play a show. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and I think it just gets even more hard as you get older, you know, like mm-hmm. as, since we've been in the scene so Can't long. Can't do this anymore. Yeah, it's not yeah. like we're old men and stuff, yeah. but it's like, you know, like it's, it's different. <laughs> <laughs> My bones are aching, you know. I, I go to bed at nine, Josh. It's like, when, you know, it's like it's not like we're 18 anymore. It's like we have nothing to mm. do. And it's like, oh, like free time, like all 100 percent. And like now mm-hmm. we all got jobs, we've got responsibilities. So we need to find that balance. Yes, Absolutely. Um, it's great. I'm glad you mentioned balance too, because, uh, speaking, you know, it's kind of, I'm going to use this to kind of transition here in that interview you're talking, you were talking about, you also talk about the yin yang aspect of, of your name plus like the content, like soul parade, you know, I I don't think it needs too much digging around. It's, it's like a celebration, you know, and and I would say your music is pretty much upbeat in terms of sound, Yeah. but then you talk about the lyrics, you know, the the storytelling in it, which is a little little bit more, you know, about our downer moments, our break. Go ahead, Eduardo. I think it looks like you have a story for this. Please, yeah. No, a story. Um, Well, the thing is, it's that for a lot of these songs, I guess I can relate to in some way. And I remember the instance of, hey, when we're writing this song, this happened, when we're doing Autumn, this happened when we did a fortress this is what i was going through and you know it's just like your memories but what i love the most is that and i mean josh doesn't admit this but yeah but I mean, yet no well he he said it about my brother but um he said um that there's times where he write, writes um lyrics about certain songs about stories and some of those stories include enrique and i mm-hmm. um what was that song that we scrapped kids oh. at kids at heart yeah yeah that okay. that, that song is about Enrique, and then um, at least for Phantasm Romance, I'm just gonna slaughter it. Um, there's times where I'd hear some lyrics and I'd be like, Yo, Josh, um, no homo, and then I see that jokingly. Um, are these lyrics? No, it was because some people were like masculinity, whatever. Um, did you write what's this about, dude? Because I mean. I can relate to it, uh-huh. and I feel like you're talking about me because you've talked about my brother. He's like, "No, man, it's not about you." <laughs> <laughs> like I'm feeling like, "Hey, Josh, are you talking about me?" He's like, "No, just, just I wrote these a long time ago, and I, I felt it." And I'm like, 
Rotterdam. Yeah. What, which one was it? There was a line that I was listening to and I was like... Oh, was it uh, yours truly? Yours Can truly. You no, know, yeah. uh, if you could see what your yeah, actions meant to me. Yeah. Then you would know how much it hurts to see you go. And I'm like... Motherfucker, dude. <laughs> and I heard that. And I remember the exact moment that I was listening to, like, the remixes. And I was like, Josh, you did it again. <laughs> but no, he 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 writes amazing lyrical. It's because I, like, like, honestly, like, I try to, like, just write lyrics based on, like, you know, because since like, these are, like, these are real good friends of mine. I see them yeah. really often, you know, and we talk about life, you know, love, you know, business, everything. You know, we talk yeah. about everything. That's what you do with people that you're really cool with. And, you know, like sometimes with lyrics, like I just kind of use, you know, different inspiration to kind of get that message across of like how different people feel. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like I'll sometimes dig into my own repertoire of like things I've been through. Or sometimes I'll be like, hey, man, what happened with you? And then they'll tell me a story and I'll be like, wow, that's pretty cool, you know, or not not a good way, well, but well, <laughs> cool in the sense that I could use that. And, that, you know, what? I think I can make something that really relates to people with this, you know. But well, usually how it goes, it's not that's pretty cool. It's. That sucks, dude. That sucks. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. yeah, I feel you. It's kind of like you. I feel you. Yeah. So, and and a lot of art is that the kind of the the trans transmission mm -hmm. of, of a story of, of feeling of emotion. You know. Yeah, and definitely. Your, yeah. your philosophy of art and all that. Um, one thing that that we haven't really dived into yet, but I think is really fascinating about you guys is your theory on the way in which you release music. Something that you guys haven't really focused on is making albums. And rather focusing on EPs, can you expound on that a little bit? I think, well, who, who, which one of them? Um, well, it's because... Um, and then we'll elaborate, happened? yeah. Uh, this is something that I thought about when we released Downstream. And mm -hmm. what happens is... I think, well, way before. Way before. But it was, it was something that, you know, I think I was doing my bachelor's and I was too busy with school. So um, mm -hmm. it wasn't until I finished my bachelor's that I was thinking, okay, time to go deep in the band, come up with ideas and whatnot. And I've noticed that a lot of bands release an album, which is great. It's a good celebration. But, you know, unless you can write 10 songs every three months or every two months, it's kind of not worth it. And my logic also is, and no offense to anybody, but mm -hmm. um, unless you're Paramore or Julieta Venegas. Like a big artist, you're saying. Like, oh, no, artists that I love. And, and I'm saying, <laughs> no, that I truly. But that you personally would go yeah, and personally. listen to every single. Yeah, yeah like, like unless you're either of those artists, and I'm saying those two almost exclusively, maybe Natalia. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to listen to the entire album because, I mean, there's some artists that I like, mm -hmm. but I'm not going to sit through maybe, maybe some I'll try it out, but oh, hardly yeah. ever. And if I don't give that chance to um, bands that are huge, um, I think other people are not too willing to give a chance to listen an entire album of ours. Right. And that's my logic towards it. And adding on to that, I think, um, I think the same. It looks better if you release songs piece by piece by piece. Cause mm -hmm. then, Hey, here have three songs. Okay. I know you had your film. Here's another three. And you know, because if I release an album right now, let's say this was an album release. The next time we'd release an album would probably be next year, a year and a half from today. And I'm not chugging out cotton as often as I would like to. But that's my hmm. yeah. logic. Okay. And not only that, but people like are really fickle and, you know, they get kind of uh, their attention spans get like, so you know, like a, the whole first two or three weeks of like the album. It, there's a bunch of hype, hype around it. Yeah. And really bumping and listening to it. But then it. And yeah, it gets lost after a while. So I think it's better, like we said, just to give them a little taste and have them have those, you know, a couple of songs mm -hmm. just so they enjoy those specifically and really like entrench themselves in those. Okay. And then it's like, wow, that was really good. And then, you know, hopefully maybe another three months from now, we release some more stuff, which is like, oh, cool, you know. And then not only that, but it also kind of works well with our schedule, too. You right. know, right. Yeah. it works better with us to kind of be able to have time to record three songs and 11 songs. And just like, you know, oh, man, we have to work with the recorders and the producers of like, you know, getting up time and everything. Mm -hmm. So it just and works it, for us. Yeah. And I, I feel that um, pretty much what Eduardo said, uh, we I don't think that everybody there's very few people and I ask around, do you listen to entire albums? And very few people have told me that they don't, they like, everybody has a short attention span. There was even the time where Drake was just pure singles, pure singles, mm -hmm. yeah, pure yeah. singles. And people would go crazy for like, what was it? Uh, there was a couple of songs, dude. God's yeah, plan, dude. Yeah. God's plan, dude. Hotline Bling. Like they, I don't know if they came out of singles, but I would just hear them once a lot. And then once his hype died, he just released another, another one. Yeah. Here's yeah. another single. Hear it at the club every day, every single time. Mm -hmm. Now you hear all of them at the club. Now you hear all of them, but um, <laughs> yeah. 
And yes, it's also a convenient, like Josh said, to your time schedule because we're, you know, full-time job, um, college. Well, yeah, um, Enrique and I are going for a master's. Josh himself, he already did that. So he's already kind of like, I got the free time to do whatever I want. <laughs> right. <laughs> but Not necessarily. But grad but, school yeah. is no joke, you know. Yeah. It does take a, same here, you know, I've done that and it's... Oof, <laughs> Do full-time, like, band and everything, too? Yeah. yeah. So tough. right now, it's kind of like, okay, well, now that when the little time we have, it's like we, we get, unlike most of our bands in El Paso, that we can, we don't have time necessarily. We have a lot on their plates. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, but we still do it. You know, we're still we here, like, after it. all these years, you know? So it's just like, yeah, we're still doing <laughs> this. We're making it work. I think that's, that's a, the magic to it. Um, and I'm glad you brought that up because... On this show, uh, when I do have musicians on, musicians on, I think that's one of the more fascinating topics because uh, you can do music for yourself and, but, and, you, and put it out there, but inevitably you have to bring in the music industry and, and the models have changed. You've brought them up yourselves. Um, in the past, albums were the thing. Oh, yeah. And, you know, especially with record labels and all that, like people, and you said big bands, bands that are popular yeah. obviously have that pull where maybe people will go and revisit nowadays i feel like the album isn't as much of a thing right you were talking about the singles i agree which is why i like this this idea of like find again <laughs> finding balance and maybe the ep yeah. where you can put up like just little like little tastes of a moment of the band you guys were at this moment and then you know if you go want to go back you can hear little snippets yeah. of your sound evolving over the years and, and so on and i think that's just how the industry is moving too because mm-hmm. if you think about it like you know, I think it's more cost efficient and more proficient to record, you know, EPs and stuff of that nature yeah. and to release them consistently than to work on full length albums where you spend more time, more resources and more money. Mm-hmm. And so in the end, you know how that's working with like major labels and indie labels. It's like, you know, like, you know how the market is nowadays. Yeah. I mean, the artist really isn't, the artist isn't making as much as they used to back in the day, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like you need to be as proficient as possible in the industry, you know. Right. And, you know, for us, it's not like I don't think we initially had that in mind. But it's just kind of worked out for us in that way. Yeah, and then I mean, I think I didn't mention it, but I think a big deal is is the fact that you know back then if you pop in a CD, you know you're gonna listen to that entire CD. Yeah. And now yeah. with Spotify, you're like, okay, I'm gonna go listen to uh, one song at a time. Make oh, a playlist. One, one, you one, can make one, a playlist, yeah. or you yeah. know, you could jump around different albums and songs super fast. Where back then, you know, if I put a cassette of um, Billy Joe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. cool. I'd be stuck on that cassette and oh I need to change cassettes okay well you need to take it out <laughs> you need to put it the other one and just the inconvenience but, mm-hmm. but now that we have that convenience I guess music is giving people like a shorter attention span but that's yeah just absolutely thought. absolutely I mean there's studies that, that show that you know true yeah. so uh, I mean I think that's that's a, a great thing you know uh, as far as like working with studios you know uh that's like you said, that's another cost thing that comes involved. And like, yeah. how do you guys usually go about that? You know, uh, putting in your own money. Do you do Bennett fundraiser shows or? We, well, we actually fund everything on our own. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. okay, we good, have good, actually, good. I don't think we've ever done a benefit show, have we? Yeah, no, for the most part, we're just like. Everything has maybe, been out of our own pockets, yeah. you know, because well, we have jobs. Like, it's not like, mm-hmm. you know, we need to do a benefit show. No, not show. to downplay anyone else, but like. <laughs> no, well, I, I didn't mean it that way, but I just meant in the sense that, you know, yeah, well, we yeah, fund yeah. it on our own. You this know? is everyone, like, everyone you know, finds a way, yeah. but. Um, we want to do this out of our own time and mm-hmm. with the time that remember the time constraints we have, you know, the us funding it is the most, you know, convenient for us. It's the best way to do it. Absolutely. Maybe yeah. we should do a fundraiser just for the next one. Be like, hey guys, if you like us, come to this Patreon. <laughs> Patreon. No, no, Patreon. One <laughs> yeah, no one shows up. No one shows up. These guys. So you guys do have uh, that. What about touring? Mm, actually, um, it's more in the table. I think it's more in the table now than, than ever. ever. No. Oh. Um, I mean, okay, so here's here's a concept, and I talked to some, I think, David Moncayo, mm-hmm. um, and he, or some, I talked to somebody, and wh- whoever listens and, rem- you know, you know who you are, just remind me. <laughs> what if um, we went to Phoenix for a weekend, uh, we enjoyed ourselves, uh, we played two shows, maybe a Friday and a Saturday, come back. Mm-hmm. Then the next weekend, uh, we go to Dallas, and then... Two months down the line, we go back to Phoenix again. You know, we make ourselves locals at these other cities. So, you know, we've, we play a, a show a weekend and then three months later, come back. You know, at that point, people are going to be like, oh, Soul Parade. Oh, yeah, um, they're from, from El Paso, but they're here pretty often. So they're kind of. Okay. And I'm thinking that with the Southwest area. Yeah. Um, 
At least that's the concept that I thought about because if you're going to do a tour, I think one thing that kind of sucks is that what if you're in California and you're in a big city, mm-hmm. but the day that you have at that city is a Monday or a Tuesday. And that Monday or Tuesday, you're kind of like, oh, well, you know, what if, you know, at least the thing that I've been scared about touring, and I think it's the scariest part, is playing an empty show in a different city. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, so that, and that's one of the reasons why we kind of really haven't toured this far, you know, I guess just our mentality. Well, just besides, you know, being busy with everything exactly, in life, yeah. but our mentality Scary. to it was that, you know, like in the end, it's like, I guess what we felt for the longest time, I guess maybe we might have some changing attitudes on this, but we felt for the longest time that touring wasn't really the way to do it. Like maybe that was the way to do it in the 90s and the 80s because, you know, what that's how you picked up, you know, fans and that's how you picked up, you know, communications. Right. But now we have the Internet. It's yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like you, you can see so many artists like you ask them, oh, did they tour the country before they ever made it or did anything? Not, a lot of them didn't even like move past their city, you know. Right. Look at people like Khalid, you know what I mean? I, I'm, Khalid, I doubt the guy never really like went on a tour before. He just, you know, just it was out online, there. Yeah. Online. Yeah. People loved it. And boom, you know what I mean? Look at where he's at now. I'm so. sure there's another there's. A lot of artists don't think that they just, someone found them. Yeah. Bam. And I'm not yeah. saying that touring ain't valuable, but I'm just saying that I think that I just, to, uh, to me personally, touring is just something that I feel like you said, like sometimes, you know, shows, no matter what, are always going to be a hit or miss. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes if they can be a hit or miss here, like, why are you specifically going to travel like, I don't know, 3,000, 5,000 miles to some city where you have no base and literally it's more than likely like 70 to 80% going to be a miss. Mm-hmm. And that point, you're just wasting resources, time, and money, which you can be spending on to- on putting music or advertising, marketing, or recording new material. Oh, that's and chicken nuggets, yeah, and food, because <laughs> you don't want to be a starving artist on the road. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, but now we um, we decided to hey, maybe we should expand and make make the for example, if we go to Phoenix, we'll we'll make uh, a trip out of it. We'll make a yeah, trip out of it. We'll we'll go to to have fun, and Absolutely. then on the side, it's like hey, we can do a show. You I, know I, what I mean? At the end of the night, it's like oh. Uh, yeah, we'll, I mean, we'll play a show. Because, yeah. I mean, we, we hang out all the time anyways. Mm-hmm. We, we go on trips anyways. Why not just take our instruments? Yeah, there you go. So I think maybe what's really changed was the, the mentality. Yeah. The Don't mentality. be so pessimistic or, and scared, I guess. Just, yeah. just go just go here for have fun. And, oh, this is a thing that we're going to, we happen to be doing as well. Mm-hmm. Right. And you said it right now, Eduardo, like, like, I think it's such an interesting turn of phrase, locals in another city. You know, which is that idea of going for a couple of days and, and going to shows and just hanging out mm-hmm. and then maybe f- building a little network there you can build out of. You know, yeah. I think that's an interesting concept. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, whoever said it, I mean, genius. I forgot. Um, actually, it was I think I'm, 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 I want to say it was David. He okay. said, just go tour that city, mm-hmm. um, play it, then come back, stay here. And then go, you know, a couple of months later, come back. I think there's a, a, a band from Albuquerque that does that. Mm-hmm. Um, Red City Lights or something like that. Oh. They're, they're playing this Saturday. I think oh. they're playing this Saturday oh, yeah. um, from whatever today is. Yeah, but pr- pretty much play often enough to where you're you're part of them. Play. You're almost like a local. Yeah. Yeah, there we yeah. go. Someone who does that really well is uh, A. Billy Free. Yeah. Actually, now I remember. Yeah. Um, no, I forgot. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but we, I spoke to someone. Oh, no, Matthew Torres. Oh, yeah. From Siren, Siren Sound. Sound Production. Yeah. He said, yeah, you know, that person's not even from here. They just come and play a lot. do a couple of shows and then they leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So when you were mentioning that, uh, someone who's really good at that is Abilie Free. She's out there in New Mexico. It's like three hours away, you know, but she makes the most of her time and, and essentially implemented that kind of strategy, building a uh, network here. And and playing venues and really building fans where it's almost like she's a local when she comes by, yeah. you know, even though it's a little bit of a drive and journey. And, so. and to be fair, we only we really only do shows once a month here. So why don't we just do shows once a month mm-hmm. over else. there? That's fair. Yeah. You already have a fan base uh, here. And I, I, yeah. I just think and to me, touring can also be about the experience, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah which definitely. is something that we venues. also want to do. Yeah. And I think that's why we're more open to it now because it's like, you know, wouldn't it be fun if... We took all our stuff and mm-hmm. laid somewhere else. Yeah, well, and, and I guess before it was a more of a we had a financial constraint. Yeah, for it. I, like, like I think back true. in the day, it was like, oh, I didn't want to go to the whole starving musician kind of deal. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. So I think it's a little bit. You guys are in a better place now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so now we feel that okay, well, I would have to work two weeks to earn enough to, to you know, for all of us to rent a van, 
And then, you know, but now it's just like, okay, maybe I don't have to work as often and it will still be a hit, but it'll be okay. Well, it wasn't as much effort as back in the day. Mm-hmm, yeah, I yeah. guess back in the day it would hurt us way more. Yeah. 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 I've, I've definitely seen, seen that. So mm-hmm. um, now, now speaking of like where you are now, um, in terms of DIY aspects, you know, um, aside from recording, doing shows, there's also a lot more that goes into being in a band because there's social media pages, presence, uh, cover art, all that stuff. You guys all run that on your own as well? Um, I'm, I'm the one that's mostly on top of it. Okay, so you do the social media? Yeah, and um, I used to have help from... Oh, this is Eduardo, by the way. Oh, yes. yeah, yeah, Eduardo, yeah, Eduardo. Eduardo, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't think Enrique and I sound much like. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. <laughs> we do. Um, yeah, I had an amazing help from the guys from Board Film Studios. Uh-huh. Um, Elise Jorge gave me the ropes and kind of showed me, hey, dude, I've looked up some stuff. I've done some research. You should do this. And when you post, you should post this way. You know, there's actually little secrets to make your content reach out to more people. And then yeah. um, I don't know if you guys saw, I think it's in their Instagram. Andrew did a video featuring the song. Uh, Wolfie, right? Wolfie, yeah, Wolfie, yeah, Wolfie yeah. photography. Wolfie photography yeah, yeah. He went ahead and did some concept for um, well, for one song he did a concept, and I was like, "Dude, thanks, dude." No, yeah, um, I think they're really talented guys. Um, both of them, both of them, and yeah, absolutely, definitely. Um, yeah, and those guys come up all the time here on on the show, like been talking with bands and they've yeah, done you know, music videos. Bring them on here, you know. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> that, and that's the plan. You know, uh, I've I've had all sorts, and you know, it's 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 great, man. Uh, but it's cool to have you guys on today um are there any uh i'm, I'm curious because we were talking about this earlier like coming up in the scene and you guys been are there any like early el paso bands that you appreciated that kind of started that whole indie pop indie rock kind of thing here in town that i don't know if you even remember that far back because sometimes it is hard but yeah. maybe there's some bands that you, you saw kind of usher in that kind of change revolution we did um there, i have a flower so that's a Rosa union show there was three bands and i think it was the royalties Somebody else and Sabrosa Union, and it was a show like near the Rock House, I believe. And it was it was by it was by the Cielo Vista Mall, like I think on Viscount or something like that. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Like towards that question about like oh who's like, I guess local bands that influenced us. I guess like honestly, like I can't you think of I can't think of any personally because I guess during that time also, I think remember since when, when we started most of the bands were like hardcore bands and metal bands so mm-hmm. literally we were just surrounded by those kinds of bands right. and I, I saw very few of any like indie bands of anything mm. like that maybe you write like the royalty and stuff like that but, that but even in, in the later years of our yeah and then even tragedy. then it's not like we saw the royalty because you know how they got signed and everything and they yeah. kind of made it for yeah. a while mm-hmm. even then when we were there playing with them it's not like we saw them as like oh like you know it was just like they were just we another just band yeah. Yeah, yeah you know yeah. what i mean so i mean we started a lucky tragedy in 2006 yeah, 2006, and, 2007. And 2006, 2007, 8, 9, um, we were the only indie band. Nobody... As, as, well, as far as you guys... As, as far as we knew, like, yeah. Because yeah, I remember we played like, like on the circuit. Yeah, on the circuit that in we that were scene. playing in that scene, yeah. Yeah, um, the closest that we got to indie was punk rock, punk pop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, punk um, rock bands. Remember in Line With You, dude? Oh, yeah. yeah. In Line With, with You, you dude. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's were. who they were i was trying to remember their name a ballad 42 that was ballad 42 they were like a ska <laughs> Dude, band they were, yeah. Yeah. they were ska yeah they were cool oh, man there was one that was called sunsets over waterburger if yes, i remember that they oh were, my I god think, i never I heard they were pretty cool turtles now i think no i don't think they're the same well i don't know i would i don't know i don't know and then avondale would play with avondale yeah back in the day they were around a lot yeah like you said it's been like a decade it's been a long time to see the names the scene change the venues change but uh Back then, yeah. it was there was no venues though. There weren't as many, yeah. uh, and like I said, there's, we're, there's, we're having a little bit of a renaissance, I think, in in, in the scene. You'd play at the at the spot. <laughs> play the percolator. Yeah. Oh yeah. We played the it percolator. Did. I was like the spot. Look at look at that right there. Yeah. Right so I was there, looking at this yeah. right now. But why open my percolator? Man. I used to love the percolator. That place was dope. I, was I wish awesome. it. I wish it never closed. That yeah, it's a pl- sad day. That place I mean, was great. It, it did close down like five or six times, but. When it finally closed down, that was when it was for sure. That was yeah. Well, we were still doing open mics there, and and one day we showed up, and like the the doors were just chained up. (laughs) They didn't even even tell you. Nah, they didn't. (laughs) Actually, funny story: the people that bought the percolator the last time. Oh yeah. They said, "Now I don't know if it's true. I need sauce. (laughs) Sauce. I need sauce. 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 Um, they found it on Craigslist for twenty five (laughs) hundred. 
Now the next one would be um, drum wise. The real reason that I really loved drums my high school years was um, Paramore. Okay. And um, I forgot the name of it's the drummer they have now. It's um, what's his name, Josh? Zach Farrow. Okay. And I think that's always been a drummer that I've been like, damn, dude, like that's some cool shit, dude. Um, when um, Brand New Ice came out 2009, I thought that drumming was just like, mm. and it's not like crazy shit. It's just, I don't know, I just liked it. Um, and I guess those two right now would be, and then since Wise, I guess more Passion Pit and Grimes, not so much. That's just weird stuff, but I guess <laughs> Passion Pit really. I guess, okay. I guess my weirdest influence. I don't know if this counts as weird or Primus. Primus. That's what that's I, weird. When I knew, when I started playing the bass, I was like, "Man, I really want to do all this bass slapping kind of thing." And then after a while, it was just like, "Nope, can't do it. <laughs> nope, can't do okay. it." Okay. Yeah, I mean, when I say weird, I mean I I, I do subscribe to the the, the thought that creational cars influence and. You know, sometimes we get influenced from or we get inspired by some of the most unusual places or like you wouldn't expect. True. I don't know. For me, uh, like I've, I like a lot of music. So like I've been inspired by just like honestly a whole bunch of artists from the 80s, 90s, you know, like Bob Marley is a big influence okay. of mine, too. And not like in the sound, you would think like, oh, well, like we're not like really reggae or anything like that. Right. But I've always like enjoyed Bob Marley's music a lot. And I think he's always been like one of those like. Kind of like, uh, how would you call it? Like influences. It's really just kind of been like, wow, this guy was just like a legend. He had it, you know? And it was just about the, that soul and the music, the, the composition of the songs. I was just like, wow, you know what I mean? Yeah. And there's a lot more, like, but he, he's definitely, I think, maybe one of the weird ones per se, I guess. Okay. Not Take weird, it. but, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm just curious. Uh, sometimes people come out of left field, you know, like bring up like weird postmodern, like, or like, <laughs> is it John Cage or. <laughs> or Ned Coleman or like some out there stuff, Sun Ra. Yeah. Like uh but um, you know, I really appreciate it having you guys on. Uh let's go ahead and plug your social media. Where can people find your stuff online? Okay, so um on Spotify, just look up Soul Parade and you should see a logo that says Soul Parade in big letters. Mm-hmm. Um Are you the, now are you the only Soul Parade? On Spotify. Apparently there's another one, but they haven't been active in okay. seven years and we need to find a way to knock them down. <laughs> and this is an active Cons- war. Cons- you mean just put a content out and you'll just, over- like, I, I did see that earlier. Like, wait a minute. These aren't, these. this, is, this isn't done. This is, yeah, this is, you know, we, we you know. Because even then you guys have a certain aesthetic, I think, too. Yeah, we're, like your, we're, we're young. Your logo and. <laughs> <laughs> but like, in terms of the image, because on Spotify, I don't think it has your band picture or, or anything, so. No, yeah, it's a and, and that logo, yeah. um was um, done by Gabriel. Um, I'm sorry, Gabriel, I forgot your last name. And phenomenal work. I mean, I tag him, so cool. Um, hmm. Yeah, phenomenal work. We love this stuff. And I think he actually helped us a little bit with uh, with the album artwork that's coming out for... Phantasm Romance, yeah. Phantasm Romance. Thanks for saying it, because I was going to mention Yeah, you're going to say something else. <laughs> that Romance. Um, that Romance. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, so then the other one... Um, Facebook, obviously Soul mm-hmm. Parade, yeah. right there. Um, Instagram, Instagram, Soul Parade yes. Music, mm-hmm. and I, I think that's that's the big thing right now. We don't have a Twitter. I think Twitter um, is only if you're into politics or social justice. Yeah, there's <laughs> a lot of there's a lot of journalists and and uh, authors like people who who are in the book industry and um, there, there's it's definitely a, a different sphere for sure. If you want to send you a message, where's the best place to to get a hold of you? Um, so recently and. Thanks for reminding me. My email. There you go. My email is actually on our um, Instagram. Okay. Um, and I think that's the best place. If you do Facebook, we all see it. So yeah. there's no okay. way we're going to miss that. Um, or yeah, um, Eduardo Martinez, you look me up, you'll see me there. Yeah. Perfect. And uh, are there any shout outs you want to give before we sign off? Uh, shout Here we out. go. Okay. Um, <laughs> go forget, ahead, dude. Okay. Um, I, I hate forgetting. Uh, yeah, no. Yeah. Mountain vibes. Mountain vibes. Shout out to our bros sure. at Mountain Vibes. Oh, yeah. Jonah. 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 Dude, shout out to jo- Jonah. Uh, Papa Joe. He dude, he oh, does he does a lot for the for scene. Sure. Yeah. Takes pictures like. He, um, yeah. I guess uh, the, the guys from Board Film Studios. Mm-hmm. Um, hey guys, how's it going? Jorge Andrew. Jorge, Jorge Shout out Andrew. to David Moncaya too for David recording Moncaya. the Safe new House. EP. Yeah, Safe House Studios. Dig it. Um, Fuck. Uh, like, oh, shout out to the guy who did the artwork for Phantasm Romance oh, and Samantha Gagne. Yeah, hi Sam. For being the, I guess, the model for the artwork. Ah, okay. Cool. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
and that's uh, by the time this is out, it should you know it should be out. So check it out. Or if not, just keep checking Spotify. Refresh, yeah. refresh. Yeah. Oh, and the last thing we are planning on doing a music video very yeah. soon. So oh, right check on. out for that on YouTube so, maybe in the next month or two. It'll be within Cadence Films, which okay. is a uh, uh, Alfonso Loya. Well, right on. So yeah. uh, look out cool. for that. I just love that there's months. so many uh, companies and, and things around town that are helping out. Yeah, and actually, I wanted to, you know, for anyone that, you know, might not know Soprid, we, we want to work with, at least Enrique and I have talked about talking with different photographers, talking with mm-hmm. people, different producers, you know, maybe reaching out, you know, more podcasts, you know, hey, we like meeting people, we enjoy, mm-hmm. I guess, talking, as you can see, we did that for the past hour. Yeah, just <laughs> like that, boom. Yeah. <laughs> so cool, um, yeah. and if I forgot anyone, please don't hate me. Yeah. Uh, I think that's about it for me. No, don't stop. Don't stop. <laughs> stop. <laughs> Thank you for the guys at Love Bus for always allowing us to get host shows. There. Yeah, yeah. They, they do go. a lot for the scene as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, Shout out to the venues who were doing that. Always, yeah. Um, the other half. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Um, the pizza joint. Pizza, pizza joint. joint. Yeah, they've mm. always been okay. great. We'll stop here, but you guys get it. <laughs> yeah. I love you, Yo. and I'm sorry. Yeah. In spirit, you yeah. know, if you know, if you feel like you should be included in that, you are part of that. You, you are know? part of that. There you go. And then, just, you're right. It is hard to give props to everyone. Yeah. And just look out for Phantasm Romance coming out this month, and hope you all enjoy it and like it. Give it a like, guys. All right, cool. For the Beyonds Podcast, I'm Rich. This is Soul Parade. Peace.